Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge on Yahoo Sports Radio. Another reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer is running slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer analysis and diagnosis, easy for me to say. And within minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out what may be slowing down your computer. That's MyCleanPC.com. Our first guest was the first pick of the 1997 NFL Draft and someone who actually lived up to the hype. Tech Orlando Pace went on to become the blocking keystone of one of the most explosive offenses in NFL history, the greatest show on turf. Not only going to seven Pro Bowls and two Super Bowls with the St. Louis Rams, but also voted to the NFL's all-decade team for the 2000s. Now, of course, he's a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame's class of 2016, his second trip to the finals in his two years of eligibility. And if you've been listening to this show, it doesn't appear to be as much a matter of if in terms of his induction as it is when. Orlando Pace, thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Lana, you were one of the two modern-era offensive linemen on the ballot last year, but the voters decided to go the other way with Will Shields. How disappointed were you to be passed over in your first year of eligibility? Well, I think, obviously, uh, when you're a finalist, uh, you hope to, to get in on the first ballot. I think everybody that's in that top ten that's what they naturally think. So naturally, I was I was I was disappointed. But once I I kind of thought about it, and you look around, and you look at all those Hall of Famers that was in there, and uh, all those guys are, are Hall of Famers, and they're all worthy of being in the Hall of Fame. And you couldn't pick one guy that you you, you could move in front of. So uh, after that, you know, I, I I kind of settled down. But disappointment is a part of it. Uh, and uh, basically, that was it. Orlando, you were uh, uh, one of four offensive tackles named to the uh, all-decade team of the 2000s. The other three, uh, Jonathan Ogden, Walter Jones, and Willie Rofe, uh, have already been enshrined. And I'm wondering, did you measure yourself at all against those three guys during your playing career? Uh, And if not those three, who, if anybody, did you sort of measure yourself against? Well, I think think being that we're all in that era together – you know, coming up in the, in the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s, uh, we all kind of measured each other against each other. We were, you know, it was the golden ages of tackles, I believe, with the passing game and everybody, you know, the blind side and everything kind of coming up. So I think we're all in that same category. I know those other three guys are in the Hall of Fame, and, and hopefully one day I get the opportunity to be in the Hall of Fame as well. What does a tackle look for? I mean, when you're judging yourself, obviously if you got stats, you say, well, I got 100 passes, I gained 1,000. What does a tackle, when he's measuring himself against other guys, how does he do it? Well, it's, it's kind of different because guys playing different offenses. So some guys, you know, you know, Jonathan Ogden, they ran the ball a lot more in Baltimore. In St. Louis, you know, we, we passed the ball a lot more. So when you look at that, and our offenses and, and, you know, the success you had in those offenses and, I think basically it's pass blocking. When you look at how athletic left tackles are now, it's pass blocking, protecting that quarter's blind, uh, quarterback's blind side. We're with Hall of Fame finalist Orlando Pace on the Talk of Fame Network. And Orlando, since we're talking about great offensive linemen, the only other offensive lineman from Ohio State in the Hall of Fame who's from the game's modern era is a guy named Jim Parker. Now, some consider him the greatest offensive lineman ever. I know all three of us remember him. What do you know about him, and how much of an honor would it be to join Jim Parker in Canton? Oh, being a Buckeye, man, I, I've, I've heard all the stories. Uh, you know, he's probably one of the greatest Buckeyes ever. 
uh, as far as a lineman, you know, you, you hear the stories and, and how great he was as a player, and, and he's in the Hall of Fame. And hopefully, I can I could be that second Buckeye lineman to to join him in the Hall of Fame as well. Orlando, what stories do you hear about uh, Jim Parker? Any that you can recall? Just how, how dominating he was. He was a, he was a great uh, great offensive lineman. Uh, you know, you kind of just hear those stories. Some some of those older guys and, and how he played the game and and. You know how 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 dominant he just was at that position. Is is there a Hall of Fame type thing at Ohio State where his pictures are up and maybe his uniform or anything like that? Well, they they, they have shrines of all the great Buckeyes. Uh, it, it, it's getting better. Their facilities are getting better. So they they're, they're Ohio State's big on tradition and and the players that played before them. So you can walk down the hall and see all the Ohio State Buckeyes, all the greats. They just waiting for your enshrinement to, to honor you or. Uh, you know what? They, 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 they've done. They've done enough. They have enough pictures of me in that. So we, you know, they could add one more with the Hall of Fame. So we can find your photo if we walk down that hall. Oh yeah, no question. They have they have all the awards that I've won and all the pictures and everything. So it's uh, you know they Ohio State does a great job of honoring their their, their former players. Orlando, let's take you back here. It's August twenty eighth, nineteen ninety nine. You're on the field when Trent Green suffered a season-ending knee injury on a hit by Rodney Harrison in a preseason game. So what are you thinking when Green is carted off the field and Kurt Warner comes trotting on? Wow, first of all, we we're, were feeling bad for Trent because uh, we felt like that year was going to be our year. Trent, Trent Green was going to take us over the top. We had Marshall Falk and Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt and all those guys. And that, to lose him in that preseason, it was a bummer, but... Uh, one thing that we did, and Coach, you've probably heard, probably seen the clip with with uh, Coach Vermeer saying we will rally around Kurt Warner, and uh, we knew Kurt was a, a good athlete. I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't think, you know, I, and I thought he was going to be an NFL MVP and, and all those things. But you know, I realized once he got in there, he felt like he felt comfortable, and it was really our job as an offensive line to keep guys off of him to get him comfortable and confident in our offense, so he can get the ball out to those weapons that we had. So uh, initially we were like, man, you know, we knew Kurt was a good athlete. He thought he was a good quarterback. And, and But we didn't think, we didn't anticipate that he'd be that good uh, that early for us in that season. Who did? <laughs> yeah, yeah I know, who did? He, you, know, he was back, you know, he was back in groceries a few years before that. So, uh, <laughs> you know, no, no, no one really knew, you know, you know, the extent of how good Kurt could be at that time. Well, I, uh, Orlando, I saw that happen here in 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 Boston with uh, when Drew Bledsoe went down, and you know Tom Brady took over, and and of course everyone's rewritten the history now and say they knew it all along. Oh. But the fact of the matter is, assistant coaches literally put their houses up for sale. One guy called his wife that day and said, "We're out of here at the end of the season." Uh, so how long did it take for you to really sort of sense uh, that hey, this guy's got something special here? He's not just a guy who's going to do okay. He's got something else. How many games right. did it take? So, well, you know, I think it was our third game. I think we played San Francisco. And San Francisco, had, up until that time, had beaten us, you know, 17 times or something like that in a row. And, you know, and everybody was trying to get away from that, that, that losing streak. And I remember, you know, it was one of those things where we knew we were a good team. And we knew Kurt was going to be our guy that's going to lead us uh, to where we needed to be. And, that, and I think that was a big game, just overcoming and, and ending that losing streak in, uh, versus San Francisco at home. And, and that's when we knew we were kind of the real deal. We could beat anybody in that league. Hey, Orlando, I was at that game because I was covering the 49ers. You weren't the only ones who knew you were the real deal. Do you remember what Bill Walsh <laughs> said after the game? Do you remember what he said after the game to Dick Vermeil? You're going no, to the Super Bowl. 
He, he said you guys, and I think Ike Bruce, what you caught like four touchdown passes in that game. You guys oh, killed yeah, that's him. When we knew, that's when we kind of knew we were on our way. We were like, man, Kirk, Kirk can play. We got plenty of weapons. We just have to stay healthy. That was the key for us. We're speaking with Hall of Fame finalist Orlando Pace on the Talk of Fame Network. And Orlando, we've got about a minute and a half left. But I want to say on that subject of Kurt Warner, um, some people say he doesn't belong in the Hall because he had a big hole in the middle of his career when he should have been at the top of his game. He was released a couple of times. And, of course, he went to the bench. If you were pushing him for Canton, what would you say? What would you tell the voters? I would tell the voters uh, he took two franchises, literally two franchises, that were down in the dumps, a St. Louis team that had won four games prior, the year prior, turned that franchise around, turned them into a winner, took them to the Super Bowl, actually won a Super Bowl uh, with the team. And then, you know, after you know a few years layoff, you take another uh, Arizona team that had done much to the Super Bowl. They didn't win it, but still, he, he was a glue that really had played well late into his career. Uh, but, you know, Kurt and his story was just so wonderful, and he's a He's a, he's a better person than he is player, and he's a pretty good uh, pretty good player. So, and uh, you know, I hope hope he gets in. Hopefully, we both can get in at the same time. But you know, Kurt's a great athlete, great quarterback, and he's done more for this game than you know a lot of guys. So, um, I'm definitely pulling for. Him. Well, I asked you about going in with Jim Park. I mean, going joining to Kenton with uh, Jim Park and join him there. How good a thrill would it be to go in with uh, Kurt Warner? We've got about 15 seconds left, but quickly, how big a thrill would that be? Oh, it would be great, man. Kurt, we kind of went through this process last year, and we were congratulating our, ourselves. And I think when we both didn't make it, we both asked, you know, well, did Kurt make it? And he asked, did Orlando, did Orlando make it? So we're kind of going through this process together and enjoying every part of it. Orlando, we've got to go to break. Can you stay with us? I will. Yes, I will. Oh, terrific. We'll be back with Hall of Fame finalist Orlando Pace after this. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.